now can be used against you in the court of law. <laughs> in the court, in the court of gist. In the court, and ah, oh my God, you did that one, 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 one. Oh my God. Okay. I love that. Okay, guys. Um, welcome back to the Just or Joy podcast. Do you know what? I feel really bad because I've not been uploading as much lately. I've only been uploading like maybe like one episode a month, and that's because. Your girls gotta work, you know. If somebody sponsored me and gave me more money, then I have more time to do the podcast. But for now, I can only <laughs> I can only do what I can do. But anyways, as you can tell, apart from my accent that's all over the place, we have um, international waters here today. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. We got international water out here. I can't even do that. Wait, let me try and do um. An Irish accent, or you all can see it because we've got preacher in the house today. That's that's not really. Oh yeah. That's, that's quite that's quite terrible. That's isn't it? That's quite terrible. That's a terrible um, accent. I wish I wish I could represent Ireland a bit better with the accent, but oh, it's it's not going to be that. But I am I am half Irish anyway. Yeah, so we've got preacher in the house. He's from Ireland, and then we've also got somebody else, but that's kind of Baba. But she's not going to be saying much because she doesn't want to. But she's just here. She kind of just say hi. At least just say hi. Hi. Oh, my God. I'm and wh- and where's she from, by the way? Where's she from? I think she kind of is from Ireland. But then she lives in Manchester. But then she's also from America. So she's kind of all over the place, you know? Um. So we're just going to say she kind of is from wherever she kind of wants to be. <laughs> Welcome, Shekinah. Welcome, Shekinah. Um, but yeah, we're going to be mostly talking about Mr. Um, we're going to be hearing from Mr. Preacher today. Um, so today we're going to be talking about like faith, um, religion, Christianity, and lukewarm Christianity to be specific, and also um, people in their 20s and young adults and like how do you, because I feel like quite a lot of us, we um, obviously all grew up as Christians, right? And then you get to that, you get to that stage where it's like, I'm going to be a Christian now, not because my pet, not because I was brought up a Christian, because I've been through maybe a, a, a situation or um, something in life that's made me make that decision now that I'm going to follow God um, now. And this is my decision. I'm a Christian now because I've, I've made that and um, made that choice. And I think quite a lot of us, quite a lot of people that I'm surrounded by, um, we're all on that journey. So now, I think, where do we then cross the line between just being a normal lukewarm Christian and how do we progress further? Guys, I met this guy yesterday, yeah, and I felt blessed already. I felt blessed. <laughs> this guy, you know when you're speaking to somebody, it just he's like a young TBJ Joshua, uh, TB Joshua. Like, I feel like I'll be blessed. This man, I'm just asking preacher, like, yeah, you're a preacher, so what are you going to do tonight? And then it's like, and then the spirit filled me with the... Wow. Exactly how I feel. He's got so much wisdom, but not in a way that you feel oppressed. Not in the way that you feel (laughs) oppressed is such a strong word. But not in the way that you feel like someone's trying to shove Christianity or shove um, (laughs) you know, words of the scriptures down your throat. And I'm gonna ask you like questions that I feel like quite a lot of um youths and people, you know young adults struggle with in our faith journey you know obviously building your faith and walking with God is 
it's an everyday it's an everyday um journey it's a, it's an For hourly sure. journey it's exactly so um one question i want to ask you to start off with Preacher, is that how would you describe your relationship with god have you always been this close to god or like i said earlier was there a situation that you went through that you're like you know what like when was your stampede moment that you're like yeah this is this is it so I'm, I'm gonna have to do this right because i have watched a lot of interviews and everybody has to say you know and this is true of course thank you for having me here <laughs> thanks for coming <laughs> i have to I have to I have to start that right um, i'm pretty nervous and excited all at the same time um but right into the question um personally you know what yeah i i actually don't think i ever went out looking for god personally and I know I remember kind of growing up around the church myself, like you mentioned earlier, everybody had this grand story of what had to happen before God just showed up. And it was always I felt like at that point, I didn't know God simply because I didn't have this big reveal because mm. like people had the whole I was about to die or I had this or I was just like, like there was just this great big story. But for mm. as long as I can personally remember, there was just it just for me always kind of felt like they had to have been something that just seemed to care enough to keep me just enough out of danger. Like mm -hmm. I always felt like there was a whisper when I was just younger that helped me just be just enough out of danger and just kind of almost like a conscience. Yeah. If, if I can call it like a conscience, that's, that's how it always felt for me up until I got to a point when I got older and in the church and, you know, mentors and like pastors kind of just help me navigate my way around trying to find God's voice. And at that point later on, when I felt like, oh, wait, this is God's voice. It was very, very similar to that little soft voice that just always kept me safe all those years. Yeah. So I don't really have a grand story of mm -hmm. how I got to meet God. My entire story with God is for some odd reason, he found me, he never left oh. me, and then he yeah. completely made me preach. Like, I couldn't tell you I read a book or anything. I read a lot of books, but a whole lot of the books I read had absolutely nothing to do with God or whatever. So I don't have a, I worked hard for him or I, I realized that literally the only quality I might have was just being curious enough to keep saying, you know what, God, yes, let's see what happens if I say yes to you. That was mm. my only quality, like just yes, God. Okay, mm. God, let's do that. Okay, I'll stay away from that situation. Okay, okay, I'll just stay by myself. I'll just not go there. That was, that's yeah. it. And it's like, it compounds every single day and every, it's like you get closer to, it's just, it's always one, one yes after the other with God. Mm. And the more yeses, it just, it just builds. And one day you wake up and people call you preacher. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> what, 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 what? You wake up and people call you preacher. That's a sentence. One day, hey. <laughs> That's a sentence. I absolutely love that. Um, I love what you said as well about saying yes at all times. Um, me and Shekinah were actually talking about this um, the other day because we've been reading the book of Proverbs and it's just about like listening more and not quick, not, not being quick to speak or to um, judge. Like don't listen first before you answer. And I think that's such Definitely. a good way, I guess, to um, build your faith and walk with God. Um, so I'm going to mm -hmm. talk about uh, the challenges that I feel like quite a lot of um, Christian youths that you know we face because um, mm -hmm. I feel like when we decide to obviously embark on a journey with God it's just like sometimes breaking out of that for example for example 
like breaking out of the African stereotype of Christianity. Because I feel like um, the church and culture has been, it's been merged together. And I feel like there's, there's a blurred line and like we mm-hmm. have to work to then separate it. And yeah. like in terms of like what's actually just the culture and what's actually in the Bible that God wants. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's one of the one of the challenges that personally I feel like I face, and maybe mm-hmm. a lot of my and like African Christians might be able to um, relate to that. So, for example, um, like personalizing and living out of their faith. So, um, funny enough, I was actually having a conversation with my friend this morning. It was just like, and he said, you know, when we listen to like um grind music or R and B mu- music or like when we listen to things of the world, what exactly are we allowed to listen to you? And what aren't we allowed to listen to in terms of our faith? Does that make sense? Like, what are we doing that is of the world and not of what God wants us to do? Like, what, like, I guess, I guess what I'm asking is like, when do we differentiate our flesh and the spirit? Is there an easy way or like a quick formula to be like, no, this is of the flesh. Let me not do that. If you figured out a way or um, found a way that helps you to do that. Um, so I'm, I'm going to have to answer that in like two parts. I'm going to have mm-hmm. to give the, um, the process part yeah. of the answer that a lot of people aren't excited to hear. And then the part of it that can help you for now. So the process part of it is that, um, it's, it's really just like everything else. It's, 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 it's just, it's compound interest. It's consistent practice. It's consistent searching. It's kind of like this when you're looking for a specific thing. The first thing you need to do when you look for a specific thing is at least get the best idea of what it might look like. Mm. That is like the first thing that you do whenever you are anywhere is get an idea of what it might look like. Okay, cool. I'm looking for God. What might God look like? Your best bet is a whole book that is dedicated to this one big God. That is like your best bet. Not necessarily to say that you're going to open the Bible and figure out God. But a lot of times what happens is just off of just basically reading the Bible, just looking at it with as fleshly eyes as you possibly can, because I'm assuming we're taking this from a, you're not already the saint that's trying to grow with God. You're a person who has no idea in this conversation about where God is or how God can be found. I would say the first thing when we kind of looking for something is we need to have any type of an idea of what it looks like. You go over to the Bible and what you find the Old and the New Testament are just countless, countless stories of how this great big God interacted with people over the last many, many several thousands of years, which is, it's, it's essentially just episodes of how he interacted with people. It doesn't give us a perfect depiction of who God is. For a lot of people, they find themselves confused. They find situations, like a lot of people find stuff and they think it's a bit contradictory or they find situations. and it starts to kind of understand what you're looking for when you're in the beginning. You're not necessarily looking to, you're not necessarily looking to say, this is the perfect image of God. You're at this point, just looking to say, I just need to at least know what God is not. Mm. And that is something that the Bible can help you do very, very well to at least know what God is not. If you take it one step at a time and you just go and you see what God is not like, see how he interacted with a bunch of people in olden times, in closer to new times, and try and at least use that to just kind of put that close enough to your life. It's not all going to make sense overnight, unless if it does for some people, but it might not necessarily all make sense overnight. But 
that is definitely a very good step to at least yeah. chuck out what is definitely not God. Mm. If you can't figure it out right off the bat, at least chuck out what's not God. Yeah. And then the next part of it, like the, really there won't be any rocket science involved. The next part of it is to kind of apply the little bits of what you see God as. Like for instance, you see that God is a giver. You see that God doesn't tolerate murder. You see that God hates sin. The next step would kind of be to apply the good bits that you can see into mm -hmm. your life. It's a process because it's kind of going to be like, you see when you're jogging, kind of like when you're jogging and if you've ever been like, or whatever sport you play, you definitely have to have that period where you're still kind of cold, man. Like your body is really not into what's going on because mm. right now your body is just trying to do everything possible to go back to the couch, to go back to what makes sense. But the thing is you need to keep jogging past the point where it doesn't make sense. And you yeah. need to keep allowing yourself to get, keep going faster and what's going to happen is you're going to realize that you're going to require more oxygen you're going to need to breathe faster you're going to need to breathe deeper you're going to realize that you're going to need more water in other words your body being your environment your body when you're jogging is your environment it helps you understand what you need in that mm -hmm. moment you are not craving mcdonald's nobody yeah. is on like their fifth kilometer and saying to themselves i could really use a hot fudge sunday right now in yeah. that moment, you realize that your body knows exactly what it needs. And mm -hmm. it's kind of the same when you're walking in the body of Christ. The more you do the walk, the more you start to realize that if I'm really going to be a giver, I am not in the greatest company right now. If I'm really not going to lie to people, I definitely need to kind of quit the gossip with this group of people. You feel me? The journey itself is what reveals everything that needs to stay and what doesn't. It's, it's literally going to happen as naturally as you can imagine it i like the example of jogging because your body will determine your body will dictate that you need to slow down now you need to rest before you can jog further your body's not going to say you're done it's going to say you know what let's maybe just walk for a bit because you know you're not there yet you got what i mean so that's it's really just the practice and the processed part of it that yeah. people have to stick with the thing mm -hmm. about it is you have to keep on applying the same thing you need to keep going back to the Bible to say what does not look like God and what does look like God. And incrementally, just bit by bit, your life starts to kind of shape around the good news that you are consuming at this point. Mm. That's definitely the first step for anybody. And before I keep talking too much, um, then that other part that I mentioned where I was like, there is something that you can kind of do as a little hack to help yourself in the meantime is if it just if you're just not sure about something right away you know what just 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 don't do it hmm. like if like right now you're trying to figure out what is if you have to sit and ask yourself but is this sin just assume it is just right. assume it is in that moment just just put it on the side if you're hmm. going to have to look for what scripture allows me to go out and just live my best life tonight like this like cuz when you have to go to the bible to hunt down that one part the one part that Jesus turned water into wine just so you can drink for the rest of your life, then you have missed a lot of the Bible. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? Like people mm -hmm. would search for just that. They look for one instance out of 10,000 stories and they're going to be like, you know what? This is all the God I need. I'm going to yeah. just hold on to him saying, let this water be wine and we're just going to be drunk forever. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah. So the first step is if something just looks like you're doing too much work for it, just put it on the side for a bit. 
if it's real enough, it's going to be there when you go back to it. If somebody really is your friend and you tell them, yo, I'm on a journey right now and I need to go fast, for instance, they're not going to be offended if you can't do the next two, three weekly gossip group lunches or whatever. You Mm -hmm. feel me? They're really not going to be offended if they're your homie. That you know what? She's just going to fast right now. Anything that immediately is like, no, you can't let us go for a day for you to better yourself. It, it's it's going to be very, very obvious to see that, you know what, like this that. might not be for me. I like that. I was actually, the next thing that I was going to go on to was um, one thing that I feel like I definitely still struggle through it um, is lack of discipline. Um, and I think you kind of touched on it a little bit. So it's like, um, obviously it's like, yes, I've decided I'm going to embark on this journey. So right now I'm on a journey of not being a getting out of that lukewarm christianity and just sort of mm-hmm. like moving deeper into yeah. my journey with god and um, shout out to transformation church watching Pastor mike pod so going on to so being more anchored and leaving like yeah, the shallow water going deeper um so it's yeah. kind of like, kind of like lack of discipline so i'm like so me and my bible study group we're like okay we're gonna read the bible we're gonna get a bit more um we're gonna you know step out in faith and stop being um and get out of being stagnant it's like i feel like we have a pretty good Mm -hmm. idea of what our faith is like now and what christianity is like and the type of relationship that we want to have with god but it's going to stay the same so if anyone's at like Mm -hmm. at that stage of life how do they move um how do they move deeper let's say for example um right now my christianity level it's on 50 percent. how do i go above 50 percent um and keep it and keep it above 50% because I feel like sometimes I do get past 50% where I start where I'm just like okay I'm going to do my devotional I'm going to pray I'm going to fast um, and you know I'm going to do this and then it's like I lack I lack discipline so I then mm-hmm. skip I'll, I'll be great for the first three days or the first two days and then I'll skip three days of um three days of doing my devotional or three days of, of praying um as much as I want to because I can see mm-hmm. I can see the results coming in like do you know what I mean then I'm like then I I yeah. I, I sit back a bit so how do I or how do people listen like how do we then um make sure that we're constantly topped up if that makes sense um yeah it does make sense and it's it's one of those questions that that don't have a perfect answer to it because mm. I think I think the thing with everything is that um, the product is so alluring that we almost like to believe that there's a that there's a magic potion that made somebody as great as they are. But unfortunately, the answer most of the time goes back to con- just like Pastor Mike Todd would say, progression over perfection. I love mm-hmm. Pastor Mike Todd, by the way. Like he would always yeah. say, it's progress over perfection. I think if you are in a position where you would like to um, encourage, to push yourself beyond what you have now grown into being comfortable, because I mean, it starts off as difficult in the beginning, but then you grow into it, you get used to your certain level of devotion with God. And at some point you're just used to it. It almost just becomes easy for you, but then you feel like you need to push yourself. Definitely. So it's, it's kind of like, what you need to do in that moment is you're going to have to start shaking up your situation. You're going to have to start shaking up where you're at. Like, for instance, it's, it, you can do it in little bits. Like, if you're talking about devotion, for instance, and let's just assume that this is like there's no COVID in the world. Something that might be of benefit if you are around, say, a youth group or if you are around 
uh, people of a certain like like-minded people. If you're maybe around a youth group, what I would advise kind of start emptying yourself out. You need to realize that if you feel like you've finished a level, then you need to give everything that you got out. Literally, if you can, as somewhere at church, take whatever opportunity you can during your young adults group, take whatever moment that you can and do everything you can to take out everything you think you know. That is like the first step. You need to shake up everything you feel you know, like every biblical secret you found, every revelation, everything that makes you cool when you're among other Christians. You know, when you figured that one scripture out that you know nobody got it like you got it, Mm. take that thing that you feel like it's like your most sacred part and you're going to be like you know what freely as I got it like God says freely as it was given to me I will give it to the rest of the world and in that moment give out everything that you have you're going to have to pour out as much as you can create situations for yourself that will allow you to release the level that you're at in order to be able to go back to God to say you know what God I'm done with all this help me Mm. get everything else I know at a certain time in life it might not be it might not be ideal or it might not be it you might not believe that it works to to do i think it's the book of james 1 chapter 5 james 1 verse 5 somewhere there where god speaks of if anyone be lacking to ask god who gives so graciously without holding back to ask god for the next level go back to god and say you know what god i think i've done this a lot help me just go to the next step. And God says that he cannot put new wine in, in an old wineskin. So in that moment, take out as much as you can. Give out. Yeah. Giving yeah. is the best way you can do it. Mm-hmm. Give in the name of the Lord. Give it all out first and foremost. And then put yourself in situations that are just interestingly challenging. In the right place, of course. Right there in the church, do something you've never done. Request to like say a prayer or to say a word or say something in the big church now you know you've left the youth ministry you're just in the Mm. big something that's just out of your comfort zone something that is going to force you to go to the next person who's maybe a bit ahead of you and that will force you to ask them you know what how do I do this Mm. you kind of need to set yourself up for growth Mm. the same way if you want to fall down you don't just stand on the ground and say gravity take me down you go (laughs) to the top of the cliff you go to the top of a cliff and you jump yeah. Trust me, yeah. gravity will certainly bring you down that way. <laughs> I you definitely that. need to incite your environment to force you to grow. If you're mm. starting to feel a bit comfortable, tell people that, you know what, guys, let's have a Bible study every week on Zoom and I will be hosting. And then create a small group of two or three people that, you know, it would be nice if one of those people is somebody you're spiritually afraid of. So you mm. know you're going to be forcing yourself to work harder. Yeah. basically incites the environment around you to force something out of you because mm-hmm. believe me the power of god starts first within you That's god true. works from in you it, it he doesn't pull it from the curtains or the doors but he pulls it out of you so do whatever you can to incite change around yourself and then chase it and then consistently chase it progression over perfection do it every day and do it as bit as you can maybe just make these 15 minute zoom calls or whatever you can just keep pushing the bar, keep pushing the threshold and be consistent with it. And like anything else, God will bless it. At the end I of the day, it's, yeah, at the end of the day, like like Paul says, it's, it's not the one who plants the seed or the one that watches it, but it is God who gives the increase. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what? You see oh. the way this man's just spitting Bible verses left, right and center, yeah? You see the way this man's just spitting Bible verses in the middle of sentences. That's what I'm trying to be like, you know? 
All I know is love upon the gate. That's all I know. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to get where you at, preacher. I'm just trying to spit. That you know? is too so funny, man. Your question, and I'm just gonna be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I think in James then, and I, so I want to be like you, preacher. But it's fine. <laughs> now, I mean, you were too funny. <laughs> Thank you. Let me ask you a question. So, um, in terms of like unlearning um toxic Christian traits. Um, are there mm-hmm. any that you've had to unlearn to obviously get to the level um, that you're at right now? Um, like, are any like any specific toxic Christian traits that um, maybe has not been impacted on you on purpose or whatever? Like I said earlier, it could be from the church or something that they've missed. They've like merged religion and the culture together. Are, are there things mm-hmm. that you've had to like obviously unlearn yourself and just be like, what? Yeah pretty much you know what yeah there are quite a few and i like that you keep bringing up culture and religion because people think that even in the woke modern day christianity there is no religion or there is Mm. no culture when there is no because at the end of the day what people do is when something works even if it's something new eventually we standardize it eventually they standardize it they eventually start to say okay okay this is the new thing and we're sticking only with this What I realized is as much as another person can take you further, another person can challenge you beyond where you're at, um, never ever forget that God is alive. Never ever put yourself in a position to forget that God can speak for himself. I understand our infatuation with the prophet. I understand our infatuation with an apostle. I understand our infatuation with the man of God who's on TV, but above all of it, God can speak for himself. That is something that I personally have learned that at some point you will be put in a situation where the only thing that can stand with you is the relationship that you personally have with God. Those will be the situations that test you where it's just you and God. There is no more, no, 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 I'm going to bring up my pastor right now and we can go. At some point, it's going to be what you can stand and say for yourself in the dark that's going to save you. When Jesus was by himself, the only thing he had when the devil was tempting him at his weakest moment was the word that he had already consumed. When he was like, nah, 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 men can live, men men live more than just by bread. Men can do, it was just a word. So Mm -hmm. a toxic trait that I learned is at some point, men of God are simply men as well. And if, if you hook your entire idea of growth or if you hook, like I've noticed a lot of modern day people in the world are not really angry at Christ. They're angry at Christians. Mm-hmm. They, they judge Christ based on his followers. They look at everybody else and they, if somebody had direct access to get to be, a, if you can be angry at Christ one-on-one for stuff that somebody else didn't do, man, I'll respect you, man. But if you really came one-on-one to just Christ himself, you realize that there's a lot that he's trying to tell you. You realize that there's a lot that he has specifically for you. So I guess in short, I think the biggest toxic trait that I realized was never to forget that God wants to speak for himself. God yeah. wants to. Your word is not always going to come out of someone else's mouth. You feel mm-hmm. me? Your word, the word for your life will not always be what somebody else is stand, standing on. Most of the time, all the time, the one thing that God, the reason he gave us his Holy Spirit was so that he could have a personal one-on-one relationship with AJ, one-on-one relationship with Baba, one-on-one relationship with everybody else that's listening. It's always the same thing. God, at the end of the day, sends you his prophets, his Bible, all of this as a map to lead you back to him. 
it's mm. never about the thing. Like when you look at a map, your map is not the destination. You don't look at a map and you say, we've made it. No, no, no. You look at a map and you say, okay, the, the story yeah. starts here. Mm. In other words, your story starts at your pastor. It doesn't mm. end there. So when you get to your pastor's level, you don't tell yourself you're done with God. You say, okay, now we get to start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because again, the story starts at the map. It doesn't finish there. But yeah, yeah. I like that.